I have heard so much good feedback about last week's episode with Laura Orlando and just talking about how we can build that strong mother-daughter relationship and focusing on it encourages our daughters to stand up to be courageous and to have more confidence, which of course is so much of what we want to build in our daughters on a daily basis. When I was interviewing her, I know I said this in there, but I, I can't help but always think, gosh, you know, I'm, I love that one-on-one time with my daughters and with my son, of course, but I don't get it as often as I'd like because I have three daughters. And so my time is split and we all know that, you know, it's a constant battle, whether you're trying to win the time between two girls, three girls, a boy, a, a daughter, whatever it is. As parents, our time is naturally going to be split. So when I was thinking about what I would do for this episode, I really wanted to talk on that. But I I have this episode from September that I think really speaks on this and how we can set up our home and our environment and the things that we do daily to really foster that time and being able to take advantage of the one-on-one time simply because we we put some things in place to make it happen. So instead of redoing another episode, I just wanted to air it again. I if you're like me, you know, you listened way back in September and you'll remember it, but you listen to it in a new way because different things have come up in your family, different things in this season of life. And so you may extract something out of it that really fits today for you. I am positive you're going to take away some actionable things here that will help that mother-daughter relationship, the mother-son relationship, your your relationship with your spouse, and just building it stronger around things that matter, of course, words, but also building that confidence and just making that relationship stronger. So the next part of this episode will be a replay of episode 15 called 10 Ways Our Family Makes Quality Connection with Six Crazy Schedules. I hope you enjoy this if it's your second time listening or your first. Anyone who has come to my house or dropped off a package here who has been on my front porch knows that you're going to get the best conversation starter with the conversation girl before you ever enter my house. We have a doormat and it says, just so you know, there's like a lot of kids in here. I love everything about this mat, but I especially love what it tells you. The reason it says that is because it's like, Hey, just so you know, you're going to get crazy here. You're going to get disorganized. You're going to get just the unexpected. You're going to get chaos, but it's a lot of fun in here. And that's how I feel. I also feel like I need to remind myself of that more daily. I should probably walk through my front door and read it every day so my expectations are set correctly. And one of those expectations is just about how much time we get to spend together. If we already know there's a lot of kids in there, then there's a lot of distractions in there also, just naturally. Our schedules, our demands, people's interactions, the way that we have things to do by ourselves, whatever it might be, not to mention all the screens and anything else that could get in our way of better connection. So today I want to sit here and meet you guys where you're at in your real life and your real expectations and 
the real chaos and say, you know what? I have 10 quick ways for you to connect and take the pressure off you to get it right all the time and just know that if you do any of these 10 things, you are going to find deeper meaning in your words and the moment you have together. Even if it's 20 minutes, I promise you, you are going to love this episode and walk away feeling like you have so many more tools in your belt to get to the end of a crazy day and have that deep connection made. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, who always loves to give life lessons in the car when my friends are around, Jennifer Zumbiel. Today's review is on our Facebook page, and if you have not left a review there, please head over there and do that. Obviously, that helps people who come to our page, and it helps me to know what is helping you guys, and I love to read these. So this one is from Bridget, and she says, We played this for the first time tonight, and I loved hearing what our kids had to say. It was great to just focus on being together and enjoy our time with each other. They asked to keep playing. Thank you for this. These reviews are so important for me to keep going and know what you need. And you can leave those over on our Facebook page at Together Moments. So let's just jump into this. In the intro, I talked about how I just think we have to set the right expectations for entering our home and knowing what our family life is like and what it naturally provides for us. And what we know is a challenge that we are constantly up against. I think especially with our routines always changing with our kids' schedules and things like that and our schedules, we have to be able to have these tools in our back pockets that we can just pull out and know we can use these to refresh. So you guys all know those crazy days where you feel like you're yelling at the kids forever and everything is just setting you off, everything's setting them off. All you want to do is just hit rewind, reset, everyone starts speaking kind words to one another. You know what I'm talking about. And I think if we can be proactive and put these little things that I'm going to tell you, these 10 tips into our day, I think you all are going to see some magic just happen because it's just going to feel natural for you guys to make these connections. So the number one way I think that you can take the pressure off yourself to connect more deeply is, no surprise, have to gather stickers in your home. The reason that I created these 
is I can't say it enough because my own family needed it. I did not want our life going in the direction of busy, 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 knowing that it wasn't going to slow down without being prepared to know how we were going to stay strong. And I knew that the way we could connect the most in a consistent way would be around our dinner table. And I wanted us to have a really easy way to make that time more meaningful, full of more growth, and just the place that we could all come and know we were going to be able to lean on each other. It was going to be such a positive environment because I want my kids to grow up and I want to grow up and look back and see family dinner as the place where we saw the most growth and the most bonding in our home. And of course, I also want that to be around family vacations and game night and all kinds of really special moments we can't even predict will happen. But I know that family dinner has to happen. It's it's meant for us to do that. It is a set place in our home that is begging us to sit there and to gather. So yes, I'm super passionate about this because I just want you all to know how useful and simple this really is and how it works. All you do is peel the sticker and you have this magical prompt right there to take the pressure off you and make your family have these moments. I had a girl tell me who works 70 hours a week sometimes. She said, thank you for making this. It is such a great way for me to outsource my communication. I get home and all I want to do is make sure I'm a good mom and I am exhausted. I can't even think of what to say and I I don't want to just sit there. I want it to be meaningful and when all I have to do is peel a sticker, you make it so easy and simple for me and I walk away feeling like we had the greatest family dinner and I got to provide that because she is the one that is facilitating all this and making the conversation lead to where she wants it to go. So that is number one and of course we have to gather for date night for your spouse too and all our other versions. Number two is another really simple one that I think you all will think, oh, duh, this would be so easy for me to do. And you probably do it already and you don't even think of why you do it, which is always fun to be validated in that where you're like, yeah, sweet, I already knew this pro tip, but (laughs) I wasn't thinking of it that way. So yeah, you're already ahead of the curve, I'm sure, on this one. This tip is just to leave your house. (laughs) When you are sitting in your house and you look at those piles of laundry and you see that sink and you see the project that's not complete, I mean, the stress just feels like it is imploding on you. And when your child asks you to sit down, if you're like me, I say, I've got to face the fireplace if we're going to face, (laughs) if we're going to play this game, because I cannot look at all that stuff behind me or it's going to make me go crazy. So why do we keep putting ourselves in this environment, right? If you want to really have a deep connection, set yourself up for success. And if that just simply means leaving the house, even though you know you have to come back to all this stuff, so what? If you are just leaving the house to physically be in your yard and play a game of baseball or chalk on the driveway or rebound or whatever, awesome. If you are leaving to go on a neighborhood walk, that's great too. What if you're, you can just go get in the car and drive and go get ice cream or drive to your favorite park, whatever it is, leave the house. And you know what? Set the expectation of even 
20 minutes because if you have 20 solid minutes of that focus time on a walk or that focus time on the driveway, how wonderful is that? This summer, my 13-year-old daughter wanted to run a lot and I wanted to run. And so we would do evening runs, just me and her, one-on-one. And it, it took us 15 to 20 minutes because we were only running like, you know, two miles. Okay, I don't run a 10-minute pace for two miles. So it was a little longer <laughs> or a shorter distance. But anyway, point is that was our one-on-one time. And it was really cute because I have a slower pace than she does. So it led to her coaching me and pushing our mama to go faster and things like that. So find what works for you and set the expectation of real life chunk of time. If you want a little scientific proof for leaving your house, Dr. Bia from the Cleveland Clinic says this about being in a cluttered environment. It physiologically taxes our brains because the cluttering objects compete for our attention. You become chronically distracted and an involuntary multitasker. So your focus actually shifts from where you want it to the objects that surround you. And you all, isn't that right there the key to what we're talking about? Why would we want our focus to shift from the person that means so much to us to the stress of stupid things that are just competing for our attention? Let's try to avoid that. Number three, I love this one because I I know how impossible it is to give all of our children all of our attention at one time. And ironically, all of our children give all of their attention to us at the exact same time. (laughs) Think mom, 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 mom. And it's like the birds on um, Nemo. And then you have three of them trying to tell you a story at all at the same time like one is standing in the bathroom screaming out their story the other one's running up the steps the other one's right next to you and it's like they're all taking your time but if we can give each of our children one-on-one time doesn't that sound amazing and you're thinking I don't have time for that I mean I have four kids times all this time when am I going to squeeze it into my day? All right, what if you just chose 30 minutes of uninterrupted time with each of your children over the course of a week? Just one 30-minute chunk to each of them. That's doable, right? You have that time in your day. And what this does for your child is so many positive benefits, of course. But one of them is this. Your child's self-image builds up over time with so many positive, loving, verbal, and nonverbal messages from you, right? Obviously, their ability to see themselves as positive is going to impact their self-confidence and their relationships with others. So why wouldn't we make this a priority? And, you know, I do this with my kids. 30 minutes to them, uninterrupted, where I don't have my phone, they have my eye contact, no one else is around. It's a long time. Some of the things that we have done are the jogs around the neighborhood, a hike at a local park, going to get a smoothie and taking a walk, driving to our favorite spots, running and getting, I don't know, like an errand that we have to do together or whatever, where one of my daughters loves to go to that store with me. But 30 minutes is nothing if it is scheduled into your week. And when your child knows that you're being intentional about it, they feel so special. 
and take it up a notch and do this. Put a post-it note on their mirror in the morning that says, I have 30 minutes set aside especially for you from 3 o'clock to 3.30 today. You pick what you want to do. Tell me and I'll do it all just for you. Or put a little note in their lunchbox that says that. Or seal a card and set it by their breakfast plate. Whatever it is, make it feel so special. And it doesn't take much time for you to do that. And it's really a great way to connect. The fourth tip for quick and easy connection that is going to take so much pressure off of you is something that I've talked about many times on here before. It's the stop, drop, and fold technique. This is where you stop what you're doing, you physically drop anything that's in your hands like your phone, the laundry, the dishes, and then you fold your hands so you're not tempted to pick that back up. And what this does is it forces you to give your eye contact to your child or your spouse and to just pay attention to them, focus on them. A study published in Psychology Today says that eye contact actually physically prepares the brain to connect. And it it hits all these spots in your brain that actually can end up teaching empathy and it opens the doors to all these things. So just simply by making eye contact, it, it physiologically leads to this connection and a deeper bond. And the more we can do that, the more impact we're going to have on our relationships without even using words. So stop, drop, and fold way more often than you're probably doing, and your children will notice it, and you will notice it, and you will feel so good when you get to the end of the day because you will realize how much your connection actually mattered and what it was building for you and your family. The fifth really simple way to connect that you may already be doing in your home is pray together. Now, think about it. If you are praying together, is it intentional? Is it something that is really a meaningful time of your day? Are you being consistent about it? I think consistency just brings that connection more. Now, it can also have the reverse effect and make it too routine where it doesn't matter anymore. But I think that you can make that moment really special and it continues to connect you. So if you can just think of one point in your day where you always pray together, is it in the morning, before you start your day, at breakfast, before you head out for the day, before you head out for school? Is it the obvious place at the dinner table before anyone begins eating, you pray together? Is it bedtime where you know what, instead of you saying, okay, don't forget to say your prayers, you actually all gather in one room together and you sit down and you pray and you talk about your intentions for the day. I guarantee if you just focus on that, it will lead to some really good conversations after the prayer because maybe someone brings up an intention you didn't even know or you casually say, How about for tonight's prayer, everyone go around and say something that's been on your mind that you'd really like God to take the pressure off for you or send you a sign about or make it super clear, whatever it is. Or who do you know in your daily routine who might need an extra prayer tonight? Let's say their name out loud and pray about it. That is an immediate connection that we cannot deny and we also cannot omit from our family. That should be a regular part of our day.
easiest way to connect and take the pressure off you trying to organize something or come up with some great idea is to simply gather together somewhere new. Do you always find your family gravitates toward the same thing? Now that's amazing and routine is good and it creates ritual which naturally has bonding abilities and that is so good for the strength of a family. But you all know that some things can get stale. So is there something new you can do together? Can you do a weekly night of basketball game, a horse game? Can you start a new bedtime routine where you all gather in the same room and you read a book together and then you do that prayer time? Can you find a new park that you haven't visited in a while or ever and make that a new adventure for your family? I think just changing our environment and changing the pace and everyone jumping into something new together really does a whole lot for our connection. Number seven is probably the easiest thing we can do to offer instant connection and to create moments that just happen for connecting. It is, drum roll please, hide your phone. Yep, that's it. It's that simple. Come home and hide your phone. I'm not talking about those days where you can't find your phone because you feel like you hit it even though you just put it down and completely forgot where the heck you put it. I'm talking about consciously like if you do all your living on the first floor and your bedroom's upstairs, when you come home, go put your phone upstairs in your bedroom on your nightstand and don't go up. If it is not near you, you will not be tempted. Turn off your notifications, have nothing get in the way and distract you. Maybe it means you just put it in a charging station that's designated in your home which actually will be talked about on next week's episode with our wonderful guest, Andrea Davis, from Better Screen Time. But anyway, maybe you just pick a certain time of your day where you hide your phone. You know that every day when your kids get off the bus, the phone is gone, and it stays gone until, I don't know, 4.30. And then you take it out and you check a couple things over a 5 or 10-minute time period, and you put it away. Whatever it is, you know what I mean when I say, Hiding your phone brings instant connection. Number eight is still about the screen. And how about just implementing some screen limits? Maybe you have some. Maybe you haven't re-examined those in a a while. Maybe you need to come back to them. Maybe technology has just changed in the last months in your family because you're desperate for something else to take over other than your own pure entertainment. I get it. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, yeah, everybody tells me limit the screens, limit the screens. I know, I know. And yes, we're dedicating an entire episode to it next week, but you are going to love it. It is an amazing interview and really comes at it with the strength of our family in mind. But I want to tell you about a Blue Cross article from October of 2019 where it says screen time can impact the ways in which children would normally develop because here's what's going on. You're giving them more exposure to screens more frequently than they would have exposure to music or a parent's voice And this actually changes their neural pathways. It changes the way their brain develops. This can cause a loss of empathy and a significant drop in them meeting their developmental milestones. When we substitute screens for real personal interaction with people, real connection, it affects 
what is going on. And if we simply just take screens out of the equation because we say no TV Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you don't get that phone in your bedroom, then it naturally makes our children not run off to their bedroom and be by themselves. And it doesn't make them plop in front of the TV and turn it on for two hours and just drift off into laziness. It makes them be creative. It makes them walk past us in the home. It makes them look for things to do, and it naturally leads to more connection. Number nine in quick ways to connect is keep one space in your home clutter-free. Well, why does that matter? We talk about that a lot on here, but I think anytime we see clutter, it equals stress, and stress equals just so many other feelings. And again, it takes the focus off where we really want to be. But if we can make one spot in our home just clean all the time, like maybe it's your kitchen, your whole kitchen. Nobody drops things on the counter. The kitchen table is always clear. And maybe that you're rolling your eyes and thinking, uh, that's never going to happen in my house. Okay. I'm not talking about the whole house being clean, but I, I do think it's totally possible to make one area clutter-free and you just keep up with that because it doesn't feel overwhelming. And if the family room's a wreck and the laundry room's a wreck and everything else, okay, but keep that one space sacred because you will want to gather there more often and it will pull people to that room because it feels clean, it feels inviting, and you want to sit down and you want to talk. And that is the goal here. So all of these things are giving you just simple ways to make these things happen naturally. Number 10, create that habit of eye contact and meaningful words, which is kind of a generic way of just saying, practice this stuff, practice. If you want all these connections to happen, if you want that strong family, you got to practice. We we have to develop the habit. Maybe for you, that means practicing turning off the radio in the car when you are driving your child one-on-one to their practice. And it might be a point of the day where you're both exhausted, but if you simply turn off the radio and you say, hey, I saw you working so hard studying for your quiz last night. Tell me how you felt when you sat down to take it today. I mean, that's going to open up so many doors. Or have you noticed any kids in your class this week who've seem to be by themselves and then they might say something and you say, why don't you reach out to them? You know, I think that you could play with them at recess or ask them to play this with you or whatever it is. I just think if we practice these habits of eye contact and knowing how to choose our words to make our children or our spouse to open up, it will just lend itself to being a good practice in our home that, again, just happens naturally. I hope that you leave this episode just feeling like, wow, this is super simple. These are just easy things that naturally fit into my day because that is what this Mission It Together is all about. I know that we are all busy. I know that we have real lives we're living and it is not realistic to sit down and never have a screen on and always have these deep conversations and always be able to get past the surface and always even want to talk to one another. So I I think that we need to look at it differently and just think if we have 15 minutes of really good quality time, how awesome is that? Because it's all about quality, not quantity. And we need to take the pressure off ourselves. And I want you to walk away from this episode. Think about the one thing where it spoke to you today and you were like, you know what? That makes sense. I could do that and I could see 
the people in my family really responding and that changing a lot for us because you don't need all that pressure on yourself. It's not going to be perfect, but if you put these things into daily practice, it actually will feel perfect because it'll be so good and it will be producing the results that you want in your strong family. And I always ask my guests, what's one thing helping their family stick together this week, and I'm going to start asking you all that. Right now, I want you to think, what is one thing helping your family stick together right now? Whatever it is, celebrate it. You're doing awesome, and you need to be told that, and you need to tell yourself that. So take a moment to celebrate it. Talk about it with your family. Let them know how awesome it is and how great you guys are for staying solid and moving toward your goals. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. Tag us, let me know, and I will keep these things coming for you so that you can keep growing and I can keep coming up with ways to make sure I'm doing it with my family too.